0: Hey guys, I am Caleb Giddings. I'm Keith Finch. Here are our sponsors. Gun Day Brunch is brought to you by our title sponsor, Guns.com, as well as Aero Precision, DeSantis Gunhide, and Rocky Brass. Yeah, those guys, they're all lovely, lovely people. And Jack's on fire, so he's
1: not... Or Or fighting a fire, like or... actually fist-cuffing a fire.
0: Right, Boxing. he missed the day of class when- you know, when they were talking about cool jobs, he was like, oh, I want to be a firefighter because he thought he could actually punch fire. Um, as it turns out, that is not correct. You cannot punch a fire out. Although you could argue that hitting it with a fire blanket technically counts as punching a fire out. So anyway. Uh,
1: yeah, but it, it seems it, he's doing that. It's yeah. Either on fire, he's fist to a fire. Um, or maybe it's just lit fam. I don't know. <laughs> jack is our uh we'll we'll find out on the next update yeah jack's jack's our
0: token uh person who wish he was gen z so he's the one who keeps me up to date on all of the slang that the youths are using because i would still be saying radical like it's 1996
1: uh if it was still a great word and i appreciate your use of it
0: One of my favorite memes of all time and one that interestingly generated a ton of like hate comments uh, when I posted it on my Facebook page years ago was of a dude in like traditional Arab attire doing a kickflip on a skateboard Mm -hmm. and the caption, it written in like that, like, like that, that electric lightning font. It said, radical
1: Islam. (laughs) (laughs) And I... Love that!
0: And it I was
1: have, uh, that's awesome. I love that picture. I recall that image, yep. and I'm like, yes, that is radical Islam. I can get behind, my dude. Islam skateboard. Here we go. Radical. By the way, if you Google
0: radical Islam skateboard, it pops right up. Actually, sure there's there's a whole skateboard. lot of there's a whole lot of variations of skateboard. it now. There's a <laughs> there's a chick in a burqa doing a wheelie on a bike. Hell yeah, this is amazing. Anyway, uh, we're we've got two topics today uh, because I don't think either of them is worth a, dedicating a full show to. And the first one, in a follow up to last week, we're going to talk about uh, New York. You know, obviously, New York, uh, New York's carry law was overturned by the Supreme Court, and they did exactly so they made a what, new one with yeah, improvements. They did exactly what I said in yeah. the show <laughs> that they were going to do, like. 100%. So they basically made a new law that is, it's technically shall issue.
1: But it's, I mean, it's, it's shall, it's shall issue in name only. Yeah, it's and name it's, is shall issue, just like safe Act says safe in the act. <laughs>
0: Oh, but hey, they did close the body armor loophole that you and I were talking about. So they <laughs> amended. So the law, okay, so the fun stuff. So the, they had passed a law after the Buffalo shooting banning body armor, but they didn't say body armor. They said body vest. And they only banned level three plus soft Kevlar, right? So they didn't ban plates, they didn't ban carriers. Yeah, they they or banned like the
1: that. 2A and the level three soft stuff. So, yeah. like, yeah, or the three A. They they yeah. banned two A, two and three A because we haven't gone to Nij seven yet. Yeah, um, basically which they is banned, way easier to understand.
0: <laughs> the, they banned the most useless body armor out there. Um, And uh, so, in the new law, the new shall issue basically stab vests,
1: yeah. They banned stab vests. You cannot worried
0: about somebody shooting you with a pistol, that's the body armor you buy. But since we live in a world full of rifles, uh, anyway, so yeah, they banned that. And then, so in the new, the new law, the new shall issue law, they uh went back and they banned actual hard plate body armor, so they closed their body armor loophole, which was hilarious, uh, and then. It is so. I, I went through the law and I read it, and it's it's got two big provisions that are stupid uh, that I want to talk about. And the first stupid provision is that it exists. <laughs> but it all we can start you, with that. If you problem read, number one, its existence. If you re- actually read it, so it is technically shall issue in that if you meet all of the requirements laid out in the bill they have to issue you a carry permit. Mm -hmm. It's a lot. Like it it is, is it's a lot, a lot. You know, you have to do, there's a background check, there's training that has to be administered by a New York State certified firearms instructor, which none of those exist right now, interestingly enough, because they went to the, they said the New York State police have to create the program for licensing and certifying these firearms instructors so that's going to be a bottleneck for a year maybe two where they're i, trying I to- do
1: i do have to give the governor props though for her two just absolute bits of wisdom number one was just a excellent take on we don't need no stinking badges which was i don't need to see the numbers when that's she was nice. asked if she had data supporting the structure of this law yeah Uh, She goes, I don't need to see data um, supporting the structure of this law. I'm just right. And then the second one was when she was asked, where could people end up carrying after meeting all the provisions of the law? She goes, I guess some streets.
0: Yeah. So, and that's the second dumb provision of the law (laughs) is because, you know, and I will say this because the Supreme Court decisions Heller, McDonald, and now uh, Bruin. Is it still Bruin or was it Cock? I forget. I think it was Bruin. Bruin. Yeah. So Heller, McDonald, and Bruin uh, have all allowed for the government to still restrict certain types of certain classes of weapons, restrict carry in certain sensitive areas. They basically designated the entire island of Manhattan as a sensitive area. I'm not kidding. If you Mm -hmm. like Times Square, Uh, any business where you don't have the explicit permission or uh, of the owner, any business that's posted no guns, just.
1: Yeah, that that's another provision of law. It's a blanket denial unless it's explicitly allowed. It's not allowed until denied, which is what most states do if they have a private business carve out in the law that's actually legally enforceable with something more than trespass law so like the state of Michigan, it's just trespass law. If mm-hmm. I carry in a, into a business that has a no gun sign on it, and it's not a state don't carry their uh, pistol free zone, they can trespass me, I've violated their rules, but I'm not in violation uh, of a misdemeanor or felony level uh, violation of a pistol free zone. Yeah. Um, in New York, they took the opposite tact and said all the businesses have to explicitly put a sign up that guns are welcome there yeah this like
0: uh, like this is a gun friendly business please come on in and now
1: which interestingly that that could be an interesting interesting counterculture point i don't think you'll see a lot of those you know to our point i don't think you'll see a lot of those on the
0: island of manhattan and there is you know i do want to talk about one you know sort of a Uh, A separate issue from this bill. Most people obviously when they think of New York, they think of New York City and really they do actually think of Manhattan, not just, Mm -hmm. you know, the other boroughs, which my wife's from New York and I should be able to name the boroughs but I'm anyway. So But if you live outside of the New York metropolitan area, you know, in there are rural parts of New York, there are, uh, you know, other urban parts of New York where I think that this law where you're not going to see the negative effects of this law so strongly. You
1: get into more rural New York. Yeah. They start behaving a lot more like the Midwest.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: that yeah. What, what did I say? Shit.
0: Um, but, <laughs> in all seriousness, though, I the here's the when I was reading through all of the restricting places on this, I'm reading through this list, and then I get to the list of people that it doesn't apply to, and of course it doesn't apply to like on-duty law enforcement because duh. But interestingly, mm-hmm. and so this is part. This is something that uh, this is a, a cultural phenomenon that is unique to I'm trying to figure out the best way to say it. In my experience it's unique to sort of that urban northeastern state and then also to Florida because a lot of people from there uh came down to Florida but they it's not that they don't like guns per se but they like guns when they're attached to cops, right? So, and they like guns, even when they're attached to, they like guns when they're attached to people in uniforms, which is why Florida has a fairly complex uh, licensing structure for armed guards. It's very similar to the New York licensing structure for armed guards. Um, And you see a lot more armed security guards in like New York and Miami than you do in uh, Chicago, for example, and, uh, and they're both major metro cities, but they like that sort of guy with a gun presence there. So reading
1: well, through well all dressed the well-dressed guy with a gun with some sort of authority attached yeah. to them. Yeah. So some, reading through some their-, thor- their... So, uh, Some sort of safety authority.
0: Yeah, exactly. So reading through their carve-outs for this concealed carry law, you know who none of it applies to? None of the restricted areas, none of that stuff or anything like that? Leosa permit holders, guys. So if you're one of my homies out there with that Leosa permit, you're good to go. Carry a gun on the subway in New York. It's allowed. They can't stop you. New York. law. It's, it's in the law. No, but what's interesting is before that, before this law was passed, that was a gray area. So Leosa carry was allowed in Manhattan, but the way the federal law works is, I can carry my gun in all 50 states. Uh, I wonder if it applies to Puerto Rico. I'm gonna have to look that up. Anyway, I can carry my gun in all 50 states, um, but it's subject, but where I can carry is subject to those states restrictions, right? So like you can't carry in bars in Florida. So I never carried a gun in a bar in Florida and you know things like that up until this law was passed where you could carry with your Leosa permit, like whether or not you could carry on subways was questionable. But they designated all public transit as sensitive areas and then said that Leosa permit holders aren't uh, subject exactly. to these rules. So, good news, Leosa people. You could carry anywhere in New York State now. No, you could carry in schools. It's because mm-hmm. they designated them sensitive areas and then said you weren't subject to it. So, I mean, I understand that guys with Leosa permits represent a small portion of concealed carry permit holders, but If you do, if that is where you have your carry permit from, and you were planning a visit to New York, good news.
1: Mm -hmm. You can can bring your gun now. (laughs) You can. They allowed
0: it. And make sure, by the way, if you're going to do that, make sure you bring, like, all of your credentials, like, your badge, yeah. your ID, another ID, you know, like,
1: badges. A, a third ID a that backs up those other two first yeah. IDs. Yeah,
0: you, you need a your A sworn statement
1: that you are the goodest boy, et cetera. Yeah, yeah something like that.
0: So, yeah, uh, long and short of it, the New York law is dumb. Um, they have basically created a – what they've done – Is they've created a carry permit system that is very similar to the ones that you see in Western, more Western European nations, where they have they're trying to they're they're trying to do what they did before, which is restrict access to guns to people who have the time and financial means to navigate a Byzantine and needlessly complex system. That's it. Mm
1: -hmm. They're they're trying to. They don't want to do it. They're being forced to do it. And so they're doing it in the most obnoxious way possible, so that they will annoy people out of the system. Yeah, pretty much. If they can't they make it illegal, they will make it too annoying.
0: Which I feel like we said that's something that the government is really, really good at. Last episode. Yes. So yeah. Uh, all right. Yeah. So moving on, because um, that, that really wasn't a full episode. The thing that we
1: were going to talk, the did, it
0: did do it.
1: You know what else is dumb? Our old carry setups. Yeah, so
0: <laughs> I was thinking about this the other day, and I have been carrying a gun legally for, a re- I mean, really since I was 22 years old. You know, so 18 plus years, because uh, that was when I got my first concealed carry permit. Was when I was 22. Um,
1: yeah, I've been- I I got mine. I got mine at 21. I'd taken the course before I turned 21 and then I applied, I think I applied on my birthday. So I got a permit within a couple of months of after turning 21. Now, I guess bearing arms since I enlisted at 17, I've been carrying a gun in yeah. a way since 17, but an M16A4 is not a concealed carry pistol. So no. the two things were not exactly the same. Correct. Uh, but yeah, since, since 21. So a few years.
0: Just just one or two. And I was thinking about terrible carry setups that I've had. And some of them have been truly magnificent.
1: Uh, <laughs> like,
0: magn- and like, we all have like,
1: the We, whole we have all been it. through the dark times, guys. Don't think that just because we figured it out that it didn't hurt us doing that. Like, But
0: you know what? No, <laughs> fuck them kids. Because all they have to do now is go on the internet and type in www.filster.com and then look at the guns that they have holster shells for and Mm -hmm. buy one of those and then buy the holster to go with it. And if they don't have a gun that Filster has a holster shell for, buy a TLR1, put it on whatever hipster gun you have and put it in a floodlight and you're done. They have like... Uh, and, uh,
1: like uh, it, it, it is it is true, they don't have the excuses we had. They don't have they they have access to so many resources uh-huh. that we didn't have. We invented these resources, kids. We did you're not fucking wrong. We did invent
0: uh-huh. these resources. Our friends invented filters. <laughs> hey, literally our and job. That's the big though. By the way, if you're listening to this and you're shopping for a concealed carry holster and your gun does not fit into a shell made by Darkstar gear. JM Custom Kydex, or Filster, you have the wrong gun. They have everything.
1: I have a three-inch And, and, and three guys, that's ones. not saying other holster brands are wrong, but there's oh, crossover. Like other other holster brands out there, there are a few of them, but they probably fit the same gun. So if yeah. you're not buying one of those three, I I personally think you're wrong, but like, that's just me. Welcome to the technical difficulties
0: where I had to edit out a bunch of the podcast because I said something kind of stupid, and now we're back. <laughs> All right. So anyway, getting back to the topic at hand, uh, let's talk about some of our bad carry setups, and I'm going to let you go first.
1: Oh, uh, I uh, initially, as I was a, as I was a young warthog at one point in time. Um, I was carrying with a Clinton era limited Smith and Wesson model 910. So 10 shots of nine millimeter in a frame that should have been able to take 15. Nice double action, single action pistol. I liked the pistol, but it was limited to 10 rounds uh, by the Clinton band. And I had one of the classic uncle Mike's with the rubber little hooky thing that goes over your belt and it collapsed as soon as you drew your pistol. And that was that was rough times right there. But I was a poor boy from a poor family.
0: And And also nobody loved.
1: That was that was my first carry setup, was a Smith and Wesson 910 in a Uncle Mike's like nine dollar nylon holster that was just atrocious. And now the firearm has a safety on it and a really heavy trigger. So not as unsafe as it could be, but uh, not the greatest pretty close
0: <laughs> yeah so interestingly not, not
1: 1911 with safety off for speed bad but oh, that's, not great yeah. <laughs> I mean which is worse 1911 with
0: safety off for speed or 1911 with grip safety taped down for speed or
1: chamber empty 1911 I'm still going to have to give it to chamber empty 1911 for sure like you're probably going to crease yourself with the speed ones but chamber empty 1911 just no yeah uh
0: yeah you're not walt longmire and every freaking time he pulled that gun out or the worst oh no here's the worst way to carry 1911 one in the chamber hammer forward on it so that you have to. that way that way it's just
1: resting against the primer so that if you would like to reenact the sig malfunction (laughs) in a slightly different way you can
0: Oh, that one's, that is actually my favorite. That's one of my favorite dumb carry methods. And I've never, I've never personally done that because uh, despite having carried 19, by the time I got around to carrying 1911s, I actually mostly knew what I was doing, which oh, had nothing to do with me being smart. I, I, just,
1: I however, did not because oh. when I started carrying a 1911, uh, sticky holsters had hit the market, good friend. Oh, God. You put a knife, those
0: things, how did you hold the weight of the gun in a sticky holster?
1: By cranking the belt down to an incredibly uncomfortable level, let me tell you. Yeah, that just seems like a not fun. I I did not carry for it very long, but I tried it for, I think, two weeks, and then I went to a a kydex that was actually molded for it and hung on my belt like a normal human being.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah sounds... I tried
1: to do a full steel frame 1911 uh, Rock Island uh, that... Of course uh, it was a Rock Island. Yeah, it was a no Rock Island. No shade
0: at Rock Island. Actually, like, I, I've had two, three Rock Island guns. And two of them were fantastic. One yeah. of them sucked. I,
1: I have had four. They all ran very well for me. Mm. Uh, they they weren't, they weren't, I mean, it wasn't a Dan Wesson Right. Um, but like i i remember distinctly one of the nine mills i put um deliberately without oiling it i cleaned it up light coat of oil ran a thousand through it um because i stacked all the boxes next week to each other and i was into the 20th box when it started like slowing down and being like hey could i have I some more oil
0: would like a little bit a little bit of a scorch, sir a like, had... little bit
1: of Vacation, please sir and i didn't kept running so i it, had
0: it, it worked i had two nine mils and they both ran ran absolutely fantastic
1: mm-hmm. now if you held
0: them and you shook them would they rattle up? they were they were very rattling which guns, but okay but that so this is my them. my theory about rock island before we get into my terrible carry guns uh, setups is that they build them loose enough that they run right? Because mm-hmm. if you build a 1911 of really, really tight tolerances, you have to be really good at building it to mm-hmm. get it to run with those really Otherwise, tight your tolerance tolerances.
1: stacking will absolutely lock your gun up. Right. If you build a
0: rock island so that it shakes, so that it sounds like maracas when you shake it back and like forth. Like a classic GI. It kind of works. Like I had two 9 mils that were absolutely fantastic, and then I had a 45 that didn't like some bullet profiles, but that's kind of like a lot of the 45s don't like some bullet profiles. So I that's, wasn't too bad. That's mad a lot of the
1: older guns. A lot of the older yeah. guns had trouble with bullet profiles, not to completely derail it, but I have a mini Uzi and that mini Uzi, like most sixties era submachine guns doesn't like hollow points. Like they didn't build it for hollow points. They built it for a round nose, full metal jacket.
0: Here's something that most people don't know. If you have an AR pattern pcc that feeds off of glock magazines there's a very good chance it doesn't like anything but round nose projectiles mm-hmm. like and it just the because the geometry of the freaking chamber to the magazine it will slam hollow points into that uh chamber mouth all day long and they won't feed so it's not a completely uncommon situation um getting back to bad carry uh setups yep. because i had one that was so on brand for me uh and yet completely terrible. I too had the uh, nylon Uncle Mike's holster with the plastic rubberized clip. Uh, mm. but mine was for a four-inch revolver. And <laughs> I put oh wait, oh wait, I put a tour, a seven-shot Taurus tracker in that thing, uh, which is ported.
1: Well and- done, sir. Yeah, it- <laughs> but wait, oh, there's God. more
0: because you want to know where I tucked this thing into my waistband.
1: Oh, please tell me it was SOB. Small of the back, (laughs) with the handle pointing in the wrong
0: direction, of course. So I had it like small of the back, bad boys two style. And it was, I remember, (laughs) I went out to dinner and it was the most uncomfortable I have been sitting in a chair when I wasn't getting polygraphed, right? Like it was, (laughs) it was a Nightmare, and I, I wasn't smart enough to know why it was a nightmare. But right, like, why is this so uncomfortable? They do this in TV all the time. Well, because in TV they're not actually carrying those guns there. They just hand them the holster and the gun for the shot that they needed in, and then they and take then the they shit give it off. back. Yeah, fun fact. So, so I fucking I got home and I was like, that was the worst idea I've ever had. I'm never doing that again. So. My next bright idea was smaller gun, same location.
1: (laughs) It was clearly the seven shot tracker and not the location pressed against your spine. Yeah, who knew, right? And I remember there was one, so I was sitting in this chair that had
0: like a slotted back, right, not like a solid back, like my desk chair, but like, you know, like a dining room chair, right? And I remember every time I would lean forward to get something, the handle of the gun would snag on the slots because it would have worked itself through. So I would basically pull my gun a good three inches out of my holster and then have to like casually, not casually, reach back and like tuck yeah. it back in there. It is an. I totally case.
1: just need to retuck my shirt several times, guys. It's a You're miracle. The I thumping shoot noise. Shoot myself in the ass
0: with all of that fiddle fucking around with my gun. Um, yeah, so that's probably my my worst. I mean, and my I do mean my very. Very, very worst. My second worst is also bad. And this one doesn't count as a concealed carry setup because I was open carrying in Virginia because I didn't have a Virginia carry permit at the time, but open carry was legal. And did I have a Walther P22 and a Phobus paddle holster? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. I was that (laughs) retarded back then
1: so yep. my yeah. my worst open carry was a classic one lots of people did it back at the time and it was a glock and a serpa oh yeah that was the serpa be like the best until it wasn't yeah
0: serpa like <laughs> until the, the data best, came in and they're wasn't. like
1: well um the amount of people who have injured themselves have determined this is a problem yeah oh good Ergonomics old and common sense also determined this is a problem
0: yeah yeah hmm you know, I've always enjoyed uh, messing with people, you know, who are like, appendix carry, you're going to shoot your balls off. And I'm like, I'm, I would be willing to guess that the number of people who have shot themselves AIWB is a lot fewer than the number of people who have shot themselves with a Serpa. With a Serpa. Yeah. Serpa yeah. be bad, kids. Serpa be bad. Uh, you do
1: not want to engage your index finger, the one that pulls the trigger, to draw the pistol. <laughs> I did it. Do not.
0: Audit. Yeah. No. I d- I my best open carry setup was actually pretty squared away i was doing an article about like perceptions on open carry Mm
1: -hmm. and i lived
0: in south dakota at the time so nobody gave a shit that you had a gun um they're like well
1: hey man i got two right over here
0: uh but i was carrying a uh a genuine colt 1911 in 45 acp that i'd had tuned up a little bit like nothing like crazy but just Mm -hmm. like you know, a light trigger job in a Safari land ALS holster. And that was, that was a real good open carry setup. Like oh, yeah. I was like, this is, if you're gonna do it, this looks cool. Do At it. least I look like I know what I'm doing.
1: I I think my best, open setup is the one I currently have now, because I ran into a rather unique issue with one of the filster holsters. And it wasn't the holster. I'll, I'll tell you that right now. It wasn't the filster floodlight OWB holster. It was the gun and the light I picked specifically.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: um, they work with X300s, but the X300 has two models, the A and the B. Alpha Yeah. And Bravo. Um, if you don't know, one of those has a nice clamp on it and therefore the light stays rather nicely in line with the rail. The other one has a tensioner on it, which tilts the light, depending on how much tension you have to put on it to make Mm. sure the light doesn't move. And so I, on my 320, had the tensioner model, which I think is the A. Um,
0: It's either the A or the B,
1: and then it's the other one. So I, I have both. I don't remember which one's which offhand, but I had the tensioner model, so it was tilting the light. And that was Working funny inside the floodlight because I had to tilt it on my 320 so much that the tension inside the holster was either way too much and you know, instantaneous wedgie, ripping your belt through belt loops, Mm. uh levels of tension, or it was on the loose side. So I was like trying to find that happy medium, and I ended up running around the range uh with it, and it popped out of my holster. And I'm like, Mm. never again, not gonna happen. Um, you know, I'm not leaving my gun on the, on the ground just because I ran with my my Filster floodlight. So that was not the floodlights fault. It was my fault. I did not. I did not pay attention to the warning signs that the holster was trying to tell me like, Hey, this isn't working out. So I switched, uh, I switched, uh, light models and now it works fine with all those. I can get the tension just right so that it does not pop out of the holster when I don't want it to. Uh, but then I also picked up a Safari Land Level 3 for uh, the 320. And I just really like that holster. It's great. Yeah. It's fine.
0: The, you know, it's funny because of the like the A, B. So I have an A and a B. I have both of the different models. And interestingly, mm-hmm. I have the Floodlight that fits one of them. And I don't remember if it's the A or the B. And then I have the Blackhawk Omnivore, mm-hmm. which fits the other one. So yeah. <laughs> I'm like, God freaking frick, which that actually was so frustrating for me for a while that I re-standardized all of my lights on TLR1s. I was like, look, I know that the the Lumen Nazis will come for me because it's not a mod light or what's the other light that all the cool kids have now?
1: The uh, cloud? Uh, is the cloud pistol? I don't know if the cloud pistol lights out right now. I don't know. Anyway, but all the
0: cool kids have mod lights because apparently mod light is the best. And I'm like, this TLR1 is...
1: I mean, it's, (laughs) I've had DLR ones still like, the reason I don't have a TLR one HL right now because I really like that light. I like its control setup and I like what it does. The reason I, really I don't like to, oh you can't yeah, it. there it is I, the reason I don't have one right now is because I keep running into friends who don't have a lot of budget who need a light, and so I'll usually sell them my stream lights because I will be able yeah. to very quickly replace the stream light compared to my Surefires. Yeah, or exactly. My mod lights.
0: And you know, like okay, this isn't like a why I love the TLR1HL so much, but like the mounting system is really easy to use. I actually really like the switch. So I really dislike the switching system on the X300 and the TLR1, if I press down, it's uh, on the left side. So like, look, if you're holding the gun and you're right handed and you press down with your support thumb, you get yeah, momentary. And if you press mm-hmm. up, you get locked, you lock the light on. It's really intuitive, like super, it is really hard to screw up operating mm-hmm. this light.
1: Um, the only thing I, did- I, I think there's a way to flip that switch. So if you're a lefty, you can get the same. I mean, as it is, it's just opposite if you're a lefty and you can train that. But I think there's a way to reset the the spring so that it works the other way too. Huh. Cool. I think there is.
0: There might be. Uh, I put Surefire batteries in mine just because I find that amusing. Um, but yeah. And it, uh, it doesn't Olight uh, itself. Yeah, it, If it you does. mix
1: the two, it will not Olight itself, guys. Right, which is the <laughs> other thing.
0: And I think also, you know, as a side frustration, you know, the military, um, the Air Force, I should be very clear, our duty light for our carbines is an in-force pistol light that's like, well, I've been in the unit for 8 years and we've had that same light. So, it has however many lumens were good lumens 10 years ago, which is to say when we're doing low light fire, I would be better off taking my SureFire Stiletto and holding it up and lighting up the target with that than trying to use my weapon mounted light because it sucks.
1: Yeah, but uh, there there have been instances where I've been using older older military equipment and I pull out the the wedge Streamlight mm-hmm. wedge here and I'm just like Guys, this much, much improved. Now we can Many. see things. You, you, see, you see what light actually brings you? We have more light than is otherwise available if we would just go in and get it.
0: Yep, 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 yep. All right, guys. Well, that's it for this week's episode. Uh, uh, I apologize for the technical difficulties that we experienced at whatever time hack that was because <laughs> you won't know what happened but we will. And Mm -hmm. that's funny to us. So thanks everybody for watching, listening, liking, sharing, and subscribing. Make sure to send this video to a friend that you like or an enemy that you hate. And we will be back next week with more great content. And maybe Jack, you know, if you miss more than three in a row, we replace you with a gun bunny. So Mm -hmm. we need to find a gun bunny.